Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. In Luke 4, in verse 18, you have this moment where Jesus comes into the temple, into the place where you know, all the holy people are. And he comes in and, and they hand him a scroll to read. And uh, in verse 17, we'll start in 17. Did I give you 17? Okay, well, I'll start in 17. You can pick up an 18 with me. In 17, it says, The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. And that is important. They handed him the scroll, and, and I, I often think about these things and wonder, like, you know, he, he found the place that he wanted to read, but they handed him the writings of Isaiah. And so many times, like, you know, we may miss, and, and just like in this moment, may miss those inner workings in what God is doing and what the Spirit is doing to lead us to the place that we need to. But I see this, and, and they, they had no choice but to give him that scroll because that's what God wanted. And in verse 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is what he spoke. Speaking of what Isaiah wrote, he says, This The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And I read this because What it says here about that the captives being released, something that's been stirring uh, on my heart is this word release. And so this month we're going to be talking about that and that word and things that revolve around it and our prayer and fasting that's coming up here real shortly is is going to be focused on that. And I hope to, to just lay out a handful of things that help us to step into what God wants us and to, to break free from, from whatever is holding us back to be released. That's why he came, that the captives would be released, that we wouldn't be held back, that we wouldn't be bound, that we wouldn't be chained to our stuff that we have done or the stuff that maybe we still are doing, but that we would be free to move how he wants us to move. And he sat down after this, and everybody amazed, they all marveled.
They wanted a savior. They wanted somebody to come and, and to, to, to save them and, and to establish God to establish his kingdom on earth. This is something that they wanted so much to, to happen. But when it happened, they struggled so much to understand it and to see it. And there was something blocking them from, from really getting the heart of what Jesus was saying. And I don't ever want to be held back or blocked from what God wants from us, from what Christ is trying to do in my life or, or in our lives. When I say my, I'm just saying like us, like I, I want us to live free, moving freely with the Spirit of God, not held back. They wanted this, but maybe it wasn't the way that they wanted. But I want to look a little bit about the Spirit's work in Christ's life before I really get into my message, okay? In Luke 1.35, you have this moment where the angel of the Lord came and spoke to Mary, and we see the Spirit at work. In Luke 1.35, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. From the moment that he was conceived, the Spirit was at work in Christ's life. There was not a moment that he wasn't there. And in Luke 3, 22, it says, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form. This is the moment where Jesus is coming to be baptized. Getting ready to be launched into his ministry. It says, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form and like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son in you. I am well Please. The Spirit came on him for a, it was a, a special anointing, because he was there, right, already, but this special anointing to launch Christ into ministry. And then from there he goes after the Spirit descended and, and rested on him and, and, and anointed him for ministry, he's Drawn out to be tempted by the enemy. In Luke 4, 1, it says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned to the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, this is the problem that I think we all run into. Like, we see Jesus... And this thing happening in his life when he's launched out into ministry and, and while he was tempted and, and, and there was this uh, confrontation, this, this pressure, this crushing that was, was trying to, to get Jesus, right? And it was the devil that came and tried to lure him into giving away his authority by 
giving him bread. Like, hey, I'll give you bread if you do this. Hey, turn this, this bread into stone. I'll give you this kingdom, all these different things. But the amazing thing is that that he was anointed by the Holy Spirit, and he wasn't doing this alone. Because when he was tempted, he spoke into that temptation. When he spoke into that temptation, it wasn't with his own strength, with, with who he is, but he spoke by the word of the God, word of God and by the Spirit that was in him. And the reason I lay this out is because we shouldn't just see that, oh, this is what happened to Jesus, but this is our life too. We aren't Jesus, but we can be like him, and these same things, the Spirit was there when you were conceived. And he's rested on you and anointed you as you come to know him and he wants you to work with him to do ministry and when these temptations or when these struggles or things come he is there with you and you can defeat that enemy by the word of God and his spirit that is in you but that leads me to what I really want to talk about here In the first day of the year, you know, I just love it that we get to come to church on, on this January 1st. And I don't know about you, if you do this, but many times we, you know, come up with, you know, these resolutions, these things that, that, that we are going to do better, you know. It's like, I, I'm going to eat better. Like, I'm going to make this resolution to eat better. I'm going to make this resolution to work out. I'm going to make this resolution to be more productive in my life or to spend more time with my family or to spend more time with God. I'm going to do this. And what happens whenever we try to do something? I mean, even before the first of the year, See, I've been trying to go to the gym, and, and this isn't about me going to the gym, it's about everybody else, so. <laughs> but it's so interesting to see that, that, like over the past couple of months, you know, there's been some people at the gym, you know, you see the regulars, the, the people that are always there, and, and you know what? This last week, even before the first of the year, that place was packed. I mean, everybody was, everybody was there. Like, it seemed like the whole world was there. And I was like, man, you guys are getting a jump start on your resolutions, you know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work out. Everybody was there. But the problem is, is in like a month or two, it will go back to the same amount of people that it was before because there is a bunch of people that are trying in their own strength to do what they think that they should do.
problem is that we're trying to rely on our own strength. See, what I, what I want for this year is to be broken. I, I want to be broken. You guys, want, you guys want that with me? All right, there's a couple of people. You kind of know where I'm going with this. I don't want to, to find myself strong. I want to find myself broken. In 1 Thessalonians 5.23 it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who calls you. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. And in this scripture, I just want to see what, what he says is he says that your whole spirit, soul, and body, there's three parts of us. There is spirit, there is soul, and there is body. And our body, our flesh, you know, has some strength in it, you know, and, and, and it can do these things. And our soul, our, our self, our, our mind and who we are, that it, you know, there, sometimes we have a strong will and can, can pursue something and do it for a while. But the thing is, is that we ourselves aren't really as strong as we think. I have these avocado up here, and uh, I don't know if you've ever seen an avocado illustration before, but we're going to get one today. But this avocado right here, it has three parts. It has an outer shell, and it has an inner you know, I don't know if you call it fleshy part. And then it has a seed. The outer and the inner man, the outer man and the outermost man. This is what Watchman Nee calls those three parts of who we are. The innermost man, the inner man, is our spirit, the outer man is our soul, and our outermost man is our flesh, is our body. And the problem is, is we try to wear this outer man, like just like this avocado. You know that, that in an avocado, if this outer part is breached, that the inner man will... The, or start, not the inner man, but the, the inner part of the avocado will start to get rotten. And so when they're traveling from farm to, you know, Deerbergs or wherever, there's so much care taken so that that outer protection won't be damaged so the avocado can get to you without being spoiled or rotten. And the problem is, is that that's how we live our lives. 
So you thought I was going to say we need to protect that, we need to not be rotten and spoiled. No, what I said is we need to be broken. Because so many times we feel like that this outermost man, this flesh is, is so important. The outer man, our soul, who we are, you know, how we grew up in, in, in our upbringing that made us who we are, that we have to protect that. But really, the most important part of the avocado is the seed. See, this part, the soul of the avocado, it may taste good. You may be able to make a little avocado toast, but that's not really much that's going to happen with that inner part of the avocado. The shell, all it does is protects it. But when we think about the seed, The sea, the part that most people don't think about in the avocado, the part of our lives that most people don't think about, our spirit, is the most important part of who we are. Because see, all this other stuff will just waste away. It only lasts for a moment. But in the seed is life. See, this is a fruit, but the seed can produce fruit. This is my body, my soul. It is something, but my spirit, our spirit is what produces life, the life of God that flows out of us comes from that inner man, our spirit man. Okay? You guys got that? Yeah. I have this, this book that Tori got me, and I told you that this word release has been like a pretty important word for us this year. But it's called The Release of the Spirit. It's by Watchman Nee, and you need to get it um, and read it. But what he talks about in that book and what I'm talking about today is that we have these three parts, our spirit, our soul, and our body. And we tend to try to make sure that, that our body and our soul like stay intact. But the problem is that our spirit needs to break free and through who we are in order for God to move freely in us. So he says we need to be broken. And when an avocado, you want an avocado tree, you want fruit to come, the flesh has to be broken. All the stuff that's around the seed needs to be broken. And melt away so that the seed can break through and produce fruit. In Ephesians 3, it doesn't say this, or we don't have this on the screens, but it says that he would grant you according to his riches and glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That's what I'm talking about. Whatever resolutions we may make, whatever 
promises we make, make this today for the year. I'm not saying it's bad to do that, but what I'm saying is our top resolution should be that the Spirit of God break free and through who we are to be released so that we can bear fruit. In order for a man to work for God, his inner man has to break free and be released. In John 12, 24, you have this moment where Jesus is talking about the grain of wheat. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And he's talking here about a, a, a grain, a seed, and, and it has to die. It has to be broken. It's so funny that we know these things about fruit and about seeds and grains of wheat and all these things that, yes, the seed has to fall into the ground and the shell has to be uh, broken open. And we even see, I mean, we learn about it in grade school, you know? You put that little, uh, what is it, a lima bean in a paper towel. I think that's what I did in school. Make it wet, and then you get to watch it grow. But the life that's inside has to break through the outer shell. It has to be softened in order for that life to break free. But we don't want to be softened and broken. And that's the problem that we have. We want to, to just be strong. And God says, you are strong, but you're going to be stronger if you allow my strength to rise up in you. If you allow me to come through in who you are. Not that who you are is bad. But it needs to let the Spirit of God flow through it to be used by Him and to become who He created you to be. Not who you want to be, but who He created you to be. Gosh, that's, that's what I want. I, I don't want to figure out who I am and try to do what I want to do. I want to understand who He is. And who I am and what needs to happen inside of me so that I can be used by him, so that I can walk in strength. So yes, I mean, I can make some resolution, but it not be for me or because I want to do something, but because he wants me to do something. There's two different conditions or, or, or ways that we live our lives when we come to know Christ. And one of them is, is being broken 
and opened up so that the Spirit of God can move freely through us. And two is that, is that we are bound and covered up. Even when, and I'm speaking, even after we come. Yes, Christ comes and does a work in our life when we come to know Him for the first time. And He breaks through that mess and He saves us, and He redeems us. So there's that first work that He does in our life, but He needs to continually do that in us because we can walk around still holding on to those things, still holding on to, to, to the things that protect me, to my strength, to, you know, my uh, defenses. Maybe even holding on to, to some sin or something that, that I had before and now I'm saved but I'm still struggling with it and I'm holding on because, it, 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 because I just don't know how to let go or it makes me feel better. But we're still bound up. And I believe that God wants to do something big, something miraculous in each and every one of us. And I know you know that, but I want to see us step into a place that we've never stepped into before. I want to see God move. Yeah, God has moved in so many incredible ways in our church, in, in our nation, in the world, in different times, you know, of our lives, of, and even before our, my life, at least, but anyway, um, but moved so many incredible ways, but I want Him to be able to move freely through us in a way that it's almost like we're not even there. I want to see God do something this year that shows who He is. The world needs to know who He is. But we have to allow Him to do that work of breaking us so that His Spirit can flow through us to show the world. We have to lay down those things that we treasure. You know, that alabaster box, that oil inside of it. Do we treasure the box more than we treasure the oil? Because the oil is where the fragrance of life is, right? The oil is where what we need is. But are we going to keep it in a box? 
Or are we going to break that open and allow that fragrance of who God is to flow over our lives? To flow out of our lives so that others can take in who He is? What are we treasuring? In Romans 7, verse 5, it says, When we were controlled by our own old nature, sinful desires were at work within us. And the law aroused these evil desires that produced a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death. But now we have been released from the law. We have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God. Not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. Not in the old way, in living in the letter of the law, but in the new way of living by His Spirit. And as I was reading this scripture, I was thinking how so many times, I, I, will, I will call myself out on this, where we forget that there's a new way to live. That I try so hard to live by the letter of the law or to do the right thing or to do what's good. But the problem is, is when we live by the law and what happened with them and why it was such a mess is because that dealt with their flesh and them trying to not appease their flesh and the law coming against it and it just being a big uh, mess, you know. But now... See, we aren't dealing with the letter of the law, but this, like I said, sometimes we just forget and we just, I'm going to try to do right. I'm going to try to do good. I'm going to try to not do that thing that I don't want to do. I, I, I just, God, help me. Could you just help me do this? And all the while we're protecting who we are. We're using our own strength to try to get things done. But there's something different now. Remember, because Christ read that scroll, that book of Isaiah, and he said, I've come that the captives would be released. They wouldn't be bound but that they be released. And right, what it says here, but now you've been released from the law. For we died to it and are no longer captive to its power, but we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of a law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. Living in the Spirit. I want to live in the Spirit. I want the Spirit of God, His Spirit to reside so heavily in me and that, oh gosh, that I not suppress. See, we can't suppress the Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit. I can't suppress 
what he wants to do anywhere outside of myself. But I can suppress and lock up what he wants to do in me if I try to keep this outer shell and this outer man, myself, my soul intact the way I want it. That's why we need to be broken. I can't suppress him out there, but I can keep him locked up in that box in here. And what I want this year for myself, I'm I'm saying for myself, okay? I'm selfish. But I also want it for you. Is I want the Spirit of God to break free out of my soul and flesh. I want the Spirit of God to break free out of you so that nothing that comes against you can prosper, right? I, uh, I feel like so many times, like, God, why? Why is this happening, you know? And you're trying to fight it off, and he's like, just break the flesh. Just let it go. Just let it happen. And so many times we're like, God, why are you letting this, to ha- letting this happen? And he's like, actually, I'm trying to crush you. Actually, I'm trying to break your outer man. Actually, I'm trying to break through that shell. If you would allow that pressure or that thing that is happening in your life to just happen and allow my spirit to come through in that breaking, just see what I will do. Just see what I will do. God wants to do something in you and me in this church, in this city, in the world. I mean, he wants to do something everywhere, right? But I want I want to be broken and in the place that he can do what he wants to do. I want to see him do something like he's never done before. I believe it's going to happen. I believe that we're all part of it. And I want for each and every one of us to not be looking back saying, oh, what's happening? I want each and every one of us to be like, I'm a part. Because the Spirit of God is in me and using me to do something. He's using me to do something in the world around me. Amen? Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.